Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. And guess what? I have a guest on this episode. It's not just me running my mouth, um, which I'm sure you guys like for some reason because you're sick fucks. But now you sick fucks get two weird middle-aged tippies because Rob Love is here with me. How's it going, Rob Love? That's right, Sydney. Hashtag fan favorite Rob Love here again. Uh, I'm doing great, Sydney. I'm glad to be back. The listeners, I've been getting deluged, like daily, with messages, IMs, DMs, PMs. BMs. When are you coming? BMs. When are you coming back on the show? Um, And, uh, well, here I am. Here I am. Yeah, people do like that. And if they want, uh, I usually send it out to new Patreon subscribers, which I have another batch going out soon. But also, honestly, like, if you just want to get a hashtag fan favorite sticker, it's a picture of a bowl of soup and it says hashtag fan favorite. You can slide into my <laughs> DMs on Instagram or Twitter and give me your address and I'll mail one out to you. I have these cute little envelopes <laughs> and I will get to it soon because, uh, like, I'm all packed to move, but uh, my stationary shit is not packed yet. So, um, whatever. Slide in my DMs. Uh, and before we get started on today's topic, I want to uh, crack open a cold Diet A&W, our sponsor, Diet A&W, because dicks don't burp on themselves. And uh, I guess, Rob, you've never burped on a dick, but have you ever burped on a clit? Uh, that's right, Sydney. Yes, I have. It's fun. I think it feels good to the partner. Most people really enjoy a good dick burp or a clip burp. And uh, you know that I'm a keto guido. I'm a keto torpedo. And I don't fuck with the sugar. So I go with a diet A&W. And uh, that's what generates my forceful dick burps. And I'm very popular because of it. So um, in your experience, uh, did your partner enjoy a nice clip burp? Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, everyone, get out there, buy some diet A&W and um, also buy some Hanes 100% cotton granny panties. They sponsor the podcast and me personally. I'm a granny panty influencer. If you follow me on Instagram and watch my Instagram stories, you'll see my sexy, sexy, sexy granny panty pictures. Um because nothing powers me through a workout more than a big, powerful pair of 100% cotton granny panties from Hanes. Let that kitty breathe. That sounds great, Sydney. I, I, I endorse both of those products as well. Thank you. Thank you for being a team player. You're a company man. Um, <laughs> and one day I'll put you on payroll. Uh, <laughs> Woohoo. Rob is the lowest paid intern, uh, and it's because he does, not only does he not get paid, but he pays to subscribe to our Patreon. Oh, that's right. I'm at a negative. Yeah. I'm losing money. I'm losing money on this He's job. Lo- I'm like a teacher buying school supplies. That is <laughs> That is so true. Um, all right. Do you want to tell people what today's episode is about? Well, Sydney, uh... Today's topic is is one that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, it is an ancient Eastern philosophy, I guess you'd call it, a healing art, uh-huh. if you will. Um, 
It's called Reiki. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people who are into Reiki, and I used to have a friend who was a quote-unquote Reiki practitioner, and she would always be like, let me do Reiki on you. Um, And why not? Why didn't you let him? uh, Number one, it was a girl. Because uh, oh, if, if it was sorry. a dude, I'd be like, lay hands on me, baby. No, I wouldn't. Dude, dudes who do Reiki probably wear those flowy linen pants, and I can't. <laughs> With well, uh, that. now, let's, we haven't even gotten into the episode. Let's describe what, what is Reiki, well, Sydney. Well, uh, from the Wikipedia, Reiki is a Japanese form of alternative medicine called energy healing. Reiki practitioners use a technique called palm healing or hands-on healing through which a uh, quote-unquote universal energy is said to be transferred through the palms of the practitioner to the patient in order to encourage emotional or physical healing. Reiki is a pseudoscience and is used as an illustrative example of pseudoscience in scholarly texts and academic journal articles. It's based on chi, which practitioners say is a universal life force, although there is no empirical evidence that such a life force exists. Uh, Clinical research does not show Reiki to be effective as a treatment for any medical condition, including cancer, diabetic neuropathy, or anxiety and depression. Uh, Therefore, it should not replace conventional medical treatment. Um, there is no proof of the effectiveness of Reiki therapy compared oh. to placebo. Uh, studies reporting positive Hang effects on, have had Sydney. Methylodi- m- Whoa, methodological flaws. What is happening? Am I getting a second? Sorry. Are you still there? Hold on. It put Rob on hold? Shit. What? I, you guys, I lost Rob. Rob, what happened? Technical difficulties. I don't know. Hold on. What is happening guys, right I got to text Rob. I don't even know what's happening right now. Uh, oh. I think Rob accidentally hit something uh, um, on account of being an old shit. man. So I might have to call him again. I don't know what's happening right now. Uh, fuck. Okay. Oh, wait. Hello? Can you hear me, Rob? No. God damn. Hello? No. Hello? All right, hold on. I'm going to call him again. (laughs) This is awful. I got to call the Rob. Whoa, it got so loud. Okay. Sorry, I got a call, and apparently that um, disconnects our Skype call. Oh, uh, are you uh, done with that call, or do you need a minute? I, de- I, I declined the call and just couldn't find a way to get you back until you ended it and called me back. So oh, yeah. we're, we're back, everybody. We're back. We're back. Uh, okay. No panics. No. Oh, shit, I got to hit record again. Uh, so, um, so technical difficulties, everybody, we're back. We're back. And, um, Um, so, so yeah, Reiki is like, um, uh, energy healing. It's like putting hands on somebody. And I think the reason I don't like it because the people uh who say they do Reiki are like, I can connect to this power. Like I have a deeper connection to the spiritual world. And it's just like, (laughs) I don't know. I think they're like egotists. 
like the same people who are like, I'm an empath. I can sense things in people that they can't sense in themselves. And I'm like, okay, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're just saying you're, you have a higher level of emotional intelligence and you cry at everything you watch, including sister act two. And like, that's fine. I've cried during Sister Act 2, but, like, I don't, like, go around touting myself, like, oh, I have a special skill. I'm like, bro, like, are, are you really an empath or are you just about to get your period? You know what I mean? Well, first off, Sydney, right now you're, you're at a 9, and I'm going to need you at about a 7. Like, okay? In terms of my aggression uh, or? I need you to open up your, your mind. I need you to open up your heart chakra, mm. first of all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, be open-minded and let's actually discuss this topic and not just have an attack. Fa- I mean, it sounds like you've already made up your mind about Reiki. Uh, okay. Let me tell you this. And eventually I'll do an episode on psychic surgery. Uh, but I have a friend who is near and dear to my heart and I love them very much, but they believe in psychic surgery and they're like, I've seen it happen. Um, like I, I know what I saw and I know how it affected the person. And like, as far as I know, psychic surgery is an elaborate theatrical, like close up magic sleight of hand sort of thing. Um, but also it has positive health effects to the person who is quote unquote operated on because the placebo effect is an effect nonetheless. And I say that again and again on this podcast so like i respect other people's like spiritual beliefs to the extent that placebo is an effect and so it can better someone's situation so like if you are having pain or you're having whatever and you get uh psychic surgery or you get a faith healing or you get reiki if you believe in it it will help alleviate some of your symptoms in the same way that like I traveled to Atlanta and I paid, well, I spent $15,000 on my health last year to have surgery with an expert. And like, even if they had opened me up and done nothing, like I just had, you know, incisions and stitches and they actually didn't do a surgery. My belief that I went through all this to have this surgery with an expert would alleviate my symptoms to some degree because a placebo effect is an effect nonetheless. And so, and they've done like double blind studies of people who they've done fake surgeries on them. And the people who got the real surgery and the people who had the fake surgery who were just like put under and given stitches had similar recovery rates from their conditions. And I forget which condition they tested it on. Um, but so like that is the power of the mind and the belief in something is that like you can, I'm not saying it'll cure your condition, but it could help alleviate some of the negative symptoms of a condition. So like in that way, I'm not knocking Reiki. If you believe in it, like it will help you. I just don't actually believe that people like some people have better abilities to channel energy or anything like that. Does that make sense? So I'm not a hater. <laughs> it sounds like you're a hater. I'm not a hater. It sounds like, like you're sounds like you're a just hater. Just because so. I don't believe in something doesn't mean that I don't believe in the benefit it has for its believers. Well, I kind of think look at it as sort of like um 
like religion mm-hmm. in a way. You know, it's sort of like, you know, if you do believe... And first of all, like, we haven't even really gotten into the, like, fundamental concepts of Reiki. You've kind of given an overview, but, like, it's got a really intricate um, ethos, Mm kind of, like, system in place. And so, like, it, it all makes sense when looked at within its own paradigm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like any any religion is, of course, going to make itself appear sane if you look at it within the confines of, you know, the precepts of that, you know, philosophy. So it's kind of the same thing. Like, like you said, it's impossible to prove or disprove the effects of it or the benefits of it. But, you know, there's like there's definitely a, a you know, a placebo effect going on. But um <clears throat> but it's it's um it's a lot more intricate than just like you know universal energy flowing through hands and stuff there's like how many do you have that page or uh the wikipedia still yes. up? like how many shock how many chakras or chakras i don't know how to pronounce it i think it's chakra uh, but I could be wrong. it doesn't say in this article hold on let me type up shock let me type in chakra oh you can do the yeah and then have the computer uh say it for us okay that's uh, always fun. Hold on. I did that with my kid one time. I typed in the word retarded. Ah! And then um and then had Google Voice play it back and then <clears throat> and then I did it um slower. <laughs> it's a lot more funny oh. when it's at half speed. I recently did that with the term mukbang. Well, because I've been calling it mukbang, but apparently it's pronounced mukbang. Because uh, I had, I oh. went to YouTube to learn, which is an eating show. Uh, I think it's from, right. yeah. And yeah. so, like, oftentimes when people at the bar, like, two people will order, like, five things and I deliver their food. I'm like, all right, I have one a mukbang for you. And uh, most people don't know what I'm talking about and they just ignore me because they're like, this lady is crazy. But sometimes people know what I'm talking about and they laugh. But apparently it's pronounced it mukbang. Sounds- um, muck, uh, mukbang, mukbang sounds too much like bang bus. Yeah, muck. Well, yeah, I would rather get on a mukbang bus than an actual bang bus, uh, <laughs> where they're like, you want to get, and that's. So I used to when I first started doing keto, I I ate carbs on Sundays, seven, and that was like my mukbang Sundays. So you get on the bus and there's just seven dudes like shoving food in your face. Yeah, seven dudes and they each are, they're dressed like waiters and they present you a course. It's a seven course meal. Um, I would, I'd how be many chakras, how many chakras? Oh, wait, we have, we have to listen to the word chakra being pronounced. Oh, hold on. Do I, I, well, it won't record because, uh, okay, wait, hold on. Well, give us your, give us your interpretation. Okay. Isn't it just pronounced chakra? Uh, sure, let's go with chakra. It's chakra. How many of them? There are seven. Okay, perfect. And we're going to start with the top. At the top. You have the, Yeah, you got to start with the crown. Your crown chakra, your sahasrara. Uh, this is where it gets real fucking dicey. And Well, wait. So, hang on. Okay, so this is this is a weird blending point because now we're introducing like Indian philosophy with with chakras into a Japanese 
yeah, philosophy be- of Reiki. Th- and they just blend them. Well, and the uh, Wikipedia for Reiki does not mention chakras. It just talks about chi. Okay. Um, okay, interesting. But we can talk about chakras because fuck it. We well, can- it's fun- It's kind of fundamental to the whole Reiki. I think it is. I don't know. I mean, unless- I've done zero research because I was counting on you. So I'm just going to name well, the been, chakras been... and um, I'll I'll butcher some. Can I try and name them? Can I try and name them yeah, first? Absolutely. OK. And then you can correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. So it starts at the top with the crown. Uh-huh. And there's actually there's actually chakras that go up above the crown and then down below oh. um, the ground, actually. So there's more than actually. These are the main seven, though. So it starts at the crown chakra, uh-huh. and um, I can't remember the color for that one. Every chakra has a color associated it's with it. It's purple. So it's purple. Okay. That's what I actually I was going to say that. And I've been studying um, Reiki for years now. So. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so it goes crown, and then um, it goes down to the third eye. Is that the next chakra? Yes, the third eye, Anja. Third eye chakra. And then is that basically, is it just a rainbow? Does it just go b- purple, blue, y- like that? Yeah, it's like purple and then like an indigo for the third eye. And then the next okay. one is like a lighter blue. Okay. Uh, I never really learned the colors that much, but I know they exist. So it goes crown, third eye. Mm-hmm. Throat, throat. Yep, and that is uh, the Vishuddha. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! What color? What color is it? That one's blue. Okay, blue, and then from the throat it goes down to heart. Uh, yes, and that is the Anhata. And it's red or something? It's or no? green. Is that too on the nose? It's green. Okay, yeah, it's, red goes down at the bottom, of course. Um. From the heart, it goes down to the solar plexus. Yeah, God, you're good at this. Uh, that is the Manipura, Manipura. I don't know. I like sometimes and do yoga with Adrian videos, and she says these words out loud, but I don't retain any of it. How many chakras have we done? Is that five? That would be five, and that one is yellow. The solar plexus that yellow. is yellow. Which is... Okay, which is interesting. Well, I was listening to a Chinese traditional medicine thing that was talking about like the meridians mm. and how like the kidney. There's like five main organs in Chinese traditional medicine, like the meridians associated yeah. with five organs, and like kidneys are yellow, or I think no. Anyway, one of them's. I think the one that's it's, it's like spleen or something. But it's yellow, and it's located in the same area. Uh, that, that organ is in the same area of your body as that chakra, which is also yellow. Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting. So, okay, we're at five, so we have two more to go. We went with solar plexus. Uh-huh. Um, the last one is root. I'm not sure. Number seven is root. Number six is your sacral chakra. Oh, sacral. Oh, how could I forget? Sacral. And this one is the Svadhisthana. Um, and 
the sacral chakra is home to your sensuality and sexuality, pleasure, and sociability. Um, oh, I thought that was the root, but I've only been studying this for several years. Yeah, so. the root uh, also, I'm glad you asked, also called the Maladhara, and that is home of energy, stability, comfort, and safety. And so basically it's like, um, what's that hierarchy of needs Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's almost yes. like that. It oh. almost mirrors that <laughs> like the, it goes from the bottom up to the top. So the root chakra is like your basest, um, just survival needs almost, but maybe in an emotional context or whatever. Yeah. And then it goes progressively up to where the crown, the highest chakra, the crown is like the, um, that's your like highest self. That's where you're like, pondering uh you know like existential <laughs> whatever like you know what i'm talking yeah. about yeah so and then it, yeah it's it's so it's progressive through there each one has its own little deal and then they interact with each other too sydney did you know that uh sure yeah yeah well because they're neighbors if you, have, if you have an if you have an exactly and if you have an energy blockage in one of your chakras, then you're not able to get the energy from the higher, the one up above it to the one beneath it. And so you end up with like, um, un, it's like, uh, it's, it's something you don't want in Reiki is where you have an imbalance in energy between the, the different chakras. What you want to do is achieve balance, but um, sometimes you have problems in your life that create blockages in one chakra and a Reiki practitioner can help you alleviate or remove those blockages and get the energy flowing again so that you can get your life back on track. Okay. Uh... Do you, it sounds like you don't even believe me when I'm talking well, about this. Well, do you believe in this? That Do you believe, like, okay, if you have a blockage <clears throat> in your sacral chakra, it's going to, like, have an effect on your uh, solar plexus and your root? Well, why wouldn't it? Uh, I mean... Uh, are we are these physical things? So like let's say like your sacrum is out of alignment, will that affect your sensuality and your pleasure? I don't Obviously, yeah. Well, okay. And that's how you know and that's how you know that your sacral chakra is is um either blocked or under energized or over energized is because you um you know, you show these these symptoms, you show these problems, and then you can trace them back to which chakra is out of alignment. What part don't you get, Sydney? Okay, so if I am having issues with my sexuality, would it yes. behoove me to get a chiropractic adjustment on my sacrum? Like, I'm asking, are these tied into the physical, I guess? This is not about... Okay. God, Sydney, this is all about energy and the flow of energy. So if I'm having issues... Your stupid okay. spine, okay? Ricky doesn't care about your body parts. This is energy flow. But it does right? care about the body parts because people do no, it for it's the physical regions. pain. Well, I mean, 
sometimes, sometimes, Sydney, the root chakra can get blocked and that can cause physical pain. So I, you're right. You're right. Okay. Like, and your root chakra is more or less your butthole and... <laughs> well, okay. Hold on. Let right. me Google it's, root chakra. It's, it's the root. Like, it's your man root. It's your dong. Your dongle. Your well, I don't have that. Hold on. Well, I then do it's have your... gas, to be honest with you. I just, I let out a, an SBD and I'm real upset because, like, there's no... In, <laughs> In the studio, like, I don't have the fan on. There's no ventilation. And so it's just me and my fucking fart. And I'm so upset. Um, let me tell you this about keto is it uh, will make your farts kind of gross. And if you, say, go on vacation and then you come back, like, you go off keto on vacation and then you come back and have to get back into the groove of keto which is hard because like then you're you're back to like craving carbs and stuff uh it'll fuck it'll wreak havoc on your gut is all i'm saying and um is worth it because you feel good but the farts are like oh god okay Located at the base of the spine, the pelvic floor, and the first three vertebra, the root chakra is responsible for your sense of safety and security on this earthly journey. The word muladhara breaks down into two Sanskrit words, mula meaning root, adhara, which means support or base. This is the first of chakras of matter. Uh, Balancing the root chakra creates the solid foundation for opening the chakras above. Uh, imagine you're laying the foundation for a house in which you're going to live for a long time. Your body is a house in which you will live for a long time. A solid foundation embedded in firm soil will provide the stability. This is why everyone needs to do Pilates because you build a solid core and a healthy pelvic floor. And it, uh, is the key to, um, health and sustained mobility. Um, so I guess if we're talking about a world where it's just, um, semantics, some people choose to believe in energy forces and other people choose to believe in physical realities and like either way you want a healthy pelvic floor. What? Sydney. What Robert? Everything, everything is energy. Is it though? Everything. Yes. Okay. The table Okay. No, I'm serious. Okay. What the microphone you're talking into, right? It's made out of atoms. Uh huh. And as we all know, like 98% of the space of an atom is empty space. And what is there, uh, is just like, you know, little protons and neutrons and electrons all just bouncing around. Right. Those are all just energy. Electrons are just energy. All of those things are energy. And they're moving constantly, uh-huh. right? Everything is energy. The sound entering your ears right now, you hear my voice? Uh-huh. That's just vibrations entering your ear, being transmitted into nerve vibrations. It's all just vibrations. It's energy. Uh-huh. Right? So the whole world around us is made out of energy. And so the the ability to... Um, focus and and channel this energy is the is the basis of Reiki, and I I feel like you're you're not giving it a chance. Okay, I feel but like so, you're mentally blocked. But people who think they can practice Reiki think that they 
can control this energy. Yeah. And in what it, world we, is that also, possible? Also, so can you. So can you. You just have to learn how. It's like fishing. The only thing I can control like, is your daddy's dick, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, here we go. Now, this is this is what happens when um, you feel like your argument is breaking down. Um, you resort to um, ad hominem attacks. I see what's they going on. They aren't ad hominem attacks. It's just like the truth is that um, daddies love me and I can control they dicks. And I can burp on them with the help of delicious, refreshing Diet A&W root beer. Are you (sighs) done, Sydney? We're talking about Reiki. We're talking about Reiki here. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I misunderstood the assignment. Okay, so. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Reiki's teachings and adherence claim that chi is a physiolo- is physiological and can be manipulated to treat a disease or condition. The existence of chi has not been established by medical research. Uh, well, how ca- how could it be though? That's my point. It can't be proven or disproven. Oh, that's like the most hippie thing you've ever said. Um, let's see. Most research. Uh, oh, whoever wrote the wiki or edited the wiki for Reiki, like, hates it. Uh, totally. I'm yeah. getting that. I'm yeah. getting that. Um, let's see. Uh, the April 22nd, 2014 Skeptoid podcast episode titled Your Body's Alleged oh, Energy Christ. Fields. Now it's a plug. Relates a Reiki, protect- <laughs> Reiki practitioner's report of what was happening as she passed her hands over a subject's body. What we'll be looking for here within John's auric field is any areas of intense heat, unusual coldness, a repelling energy, a dense energy, a magnetizing energy, tingling sensations, or actually the body attracting the hands into that area where it needs the Reiki energy and balancing John's chi. Uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. There are areas of my body that will attract hands into them. hey um. Um. So, oh, aura. We just like uh, brought up the to- the topic of auras. Yes. Um. So that's fundamental in Reiki too. But what I'm not sure is that part of the Indian. Where did that come from? Is that part of chakras and all of that? Like, where did where auras do auras come, come from? from? I don't know. In yeah. here in Arizona, if you go up north to this town called Sedona, you can get uh, yeah. an aura reading. Right. Um, well, Sedona is along, isn't that along the ley lines? Doesn't Sedona have like mystical energy emanating? They have from energy it? vortexes, and it's right. where that yeah, one self help guru that Oprah promoted ran a sweat lodge and killed people. Um, and the podcast about him is called The Guru. Um, and, well, let me just double check. And it is horrific. Okay, hold on. Uh, Guru podcast from Wondery. And uh, his name is like James Earl. Oh, okay. The Guru. Guru, the dark side of enlightenment. Um, And it follows 
uh, this dude who like was part of the secret called James Arthur Ray. And he ran these like sweat lodges up there. It was a fucking cult. He made people shave their heads and he didn't feed them and he put them in sweat lodges and they fucking died. And he is, uh, I believe out of prison already and still doing his self-help bullshit. And so sometimes I, uh, leave, um, comments on his Instagram, like he'll post some like bullshit, like you can do whatever you want to do in life. If you just wish for it. And I'll comment, does this include murdering people? Uh, cause <laughs> he is, uh, the worst, but anyways, he did this up in Sedona because like they have like it's real hippy dippy up there. There's like energy vortexes and aura readings and stuff. And like, mostly it's just fucking beautiful. Like, and it's like an hour and a half, two hours North of Phoenix and it's 20 degrees cooler. And there's like rivers and it's fucking nice, but um, it's full of hippies. Okay. Uh, according to spiritual beliefs, an aura or human energy field is a colored emanation said to enclose a human body or animal or object. In some esoteric positions, the aura is described as a subtle body. I don't know what that means. Uh, psychics and holistic medicine practitioners often claim to have the ability to see the size, color, and type of vibration of an aura. Uh, blah, blah, blah. In alternative medicine, the aura is seen as a hidden anatomy that reflects the state of being and health of a client. Um, often understood to even comprise centers of vital force called chakras. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So history, uh, it was popularized by this uh, Church of English dude and a member of the mystic theos theo theosophical? Theosophical? I know, yeah, I know the word um, is theosophy. Theosophy. Theosophism is the um, is has something to do with the um, the, uh, the the Holy Ghost and the whatever like the relationship between Jesus God and the Holy Ghost. Okay, I Theoso I think that's it. Yeah, apparently this guy whose last name was Ledbetter studied Theosophy in in India, and I recently listened to a podcast, and by recently I mean like yesterday, uh, listened to a podcast about. Uh, Tulpamancy, and they talked a lot about theosophists. What is this podcast called? Because the listeners who are a little more hippy dippy might like it. Um, oh, it's called Mancy, M A N C Y, and uh, it is about magic and society. Um, and I think I may have, I think I may have misspoken earlier. That <clears throat> the the I think that's not the term I was thinking of. Oh, I think. There's a different term that sounds almost the same that has to do with what I was talking about. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, either way. So, okay, back to... Yeah, what's it with the auras? Like, so uh, auras it sounds like they're related... associated with chakras. Yeah. Chakras? Yeah. So it's an Indian... It comes from India. Yeah, it seems to Probably. be. Probably. Okay. And so, like, this so... all has to do with, like, psychic abilities energy fields that sort well, of well the thing. subtle body the subtle body and the astral body there's like different it goes into and you do mushrooms so you would un, you would appreciate like that those different like dimensions of being sort of and that's basically what it gets into with yeah the i guess i don't believe body. that those are dimensions of different dimensions of being 
I think oh. that they're all part of our existence. So Okay, well that's exactly then you're on you're on board then. That's I mean, that's I guess true. like my thing is that like I do believe that there is a connectivity to a greater um how would I say this? Because I don't believe in any sort of like deistic faith or anything like that, but obviously when you do mushrooms and your the ego melts away you feel more like you are a part of something so you cease to be a blade of grass and you become that's, part of the lawn if that's or part of the field you know what i mean that, like the that's the astral plane yeah that's so, the astral plane so the individuality subsides and i get that feeling as well like when i'm doing uh Pilates and yoga where you do your sun salutes and you are like reaching towards the heavens and you do a lot of things where you connect to the earth and you are like pushing away from the earth and it you feel a greater connection to the universe. You don't have this sort of um, inherent individualism. And I think like that sort of feeling is what leads to a lot of people's unhappiness like because you feel alone you feel separate you feel isolated and like if you let the ego melt away and you realize like oh whatever trials and tribulations that I am going through those are part of a greater narrative of humanity that like millions of other people have gone through and you like accept that connectivity like not only do you immediately feel better because you are no longer alone but you also are are able to seek answers because you can like go through history and go how have other people persevered through this which is like honestly like the value in like mythology or like religious texts is they're just like stories that like can grant people um guidance if that makes sense uh and like that's how I cope with all of life uh, and the example I give is like, this is such a long Sydney tangent. The example I give is like when my mom had shingles, she was the biggest fucking baby about it. And she's like, I'm going to kill myself. This pain is unending. I can't live like this anymore. Like she, it was the worst. My mom turns into fucking Sunset Boulevard, like at any sort of ache or pain or misfortune. And I was like, Deborah, like, first of all. You're retired, so you got nothing to do but take drugs all day. And, like, I know your doctor wrote you a script for narcotics. But second of all, like, you're not the first person to have shingles. And we got Google. So, like, you can go online. You can Google. You can read about other people's personal experience with shingles. And then you can see what the prognosis is for your journey. And and then it makes you – it makes it seem more, like – you can, you can, you're going to get through this because guess what? Millions of other people have gotten through this before. And so like, that's, I think the same with like anything you're going through in life is you just recognize you're not alone. You're not the only person who's done this. Like if it's like getting a divorce or declaring bankruptcy or like, you know, with me with the endometriosis and like you join a support community, you join message boards, you read about other shit because you're not the only person, whatever. You're not fucking alone in the universe. And uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that and then they be, they make themselves miserable. And it's like, can you just take a little bit of mushrooms, like just a little bit, enough to let your ego die so you can recognize that like you are not an isolated I don't know whatever that was a long rant from me uh so I it's not that I don't believe in like 
these things. I just don't, the idea that people think like, oh, well, I can channel this. I'm like, what? It's all theater of the mind. Well, what I'm getting right now is that your crown chakra is like super lit up. It's lit up right now. It's super energized. Yeah, I have a very um, powerful crown chakra. Your solar, your solar plexus chakra, equally hot. Um, your root right now, your root chakra is you know it's it's what what needs to happen is there's your heart chakra is creating a blockage between those two <laughs> those other chakra. I'm serious, Sydney. You need, um, so there's ways that you can uh, break up the negative energy. You can use sound. Uh huh. Um, because, you think like I need I said, a sound bath? Is, everything sound bath works. Everything is energy. Everything is vibrations. Um, matter is vibrations, which is energy. Everything is energy. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, sound baths work. You can also, if you're, if your heart, if you need to focus on your heart chakra, you can just think of or look at the color. What was it again? Blue. For which chakra? Heart. The heart is green. So green. So you need to like think about green things. You can think about trees, grass. Um, you can look at something that's green just like get that going do you think that my um, heart chakra struggles because i live in the desert where there is no green probably yeah uh and that's yeah, why probably. i feel more happy and at peace when i'm and out so in the woods. this is this is something that your reiki pra- practitioner will will work with you about is um identifying Exactly. You just you just pinned the nail. You know, you you exactly did it. Yeah. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. Um, so they'll identify things that are lacking in your life. Mm-hmm. Most of it is talking, by the way. Um, well, the throat chakra is, uh, yeah, it's talking. Well, okay. That's very good. That's a good one, Sydney. I'll, I, you get a point for that one. <laughs> nice dick. Uh, no, but uh, but it's 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 all about identifying, you know, the things that are lacking or overwhelming in your life, and um, it's almost kind of like more of a life coach that also does energetic healing, if you know what I mean. But don't so. you think that then a lot of the benefit has like little to do with the hands that are being laid on you and more to do no. with the fact that you have someone who's helping no. you connect the things that you need, like that no. you need balance in, in your life? Sydney, no. Okay. And here's why is because you don't actually even need the hands on, um, it's, it's the energy transfer can happen remote from remotely. But that's just therapy. Like, that's just what therapy does is that you talk to someone else who helps you figure out the source of your, like, mental discomfort and what you need to change in your life to balance it. Sydney. Yes. Sydney. Um, Each chakra has a frequency associated with it. Uh So one method you can use is you can get a tuning fork um, that is like the, the correct megahertz, you know, um, that's associated with the chakra that you need to work on. And then you can use, you can use that, that particular frequency of sound to target the energy in the chakra that 
that needs attention. Is that so, the basis fork. of sound baths? Is that the different frequencies are supposed to have different effects on you? I think so. Yeah, each different frequency is is a different has a different target spot that it works on and a different effect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then other other sound thing you can use um, anything that that creates vibrations. So um, smell is a vibration. So you can use incense or you can burn um, Palo Santo or cedar or something like that. Um, that's good at breaking up energy. Um, uh, you can you can just like shake a rattle. You know, uh-huh. that, bec- well, think about it. If you shake a rattle and then you shake it over the different um, the different chakras and the different body parts and whatever. Uh-huh. To help, what you're trying to do, Sydney, I feel like you're just patting me on the head and like saying, "Yeah." Okay, no, I'm acknowledge. Keep... I'm actively listening. I'm letting you sure. know that I'm still yeah, it listening. Yeah, sounds like it sounds. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, um, what you can do is you can use sound to break up the negative energy um, throughout your body to create flow. What you want is flow. Uh huh. All right. You want the energy to flow. You don't want blockages. You want things to flow. It's like an economy, except, except, you know, instead of an economy of like finances, it's an economy of, um, well, like you said, it's uh, like the universal energy. It's chi. Uh huh. But you need it to you need it to flow. Yes. You know, if you get a stagnant economy, that's not a good thing. And if you get a stagnant flow of chi, that's also not a good thing. So what you want to do, you get in there, you break up that negative energy, mm-hmm. you get the positive energy flowing. Did you know that you have a uh, a giving hand and a receiving hand? Uh, I know Sydney? that in some areas of the world, they have a shaking hand and a wiping hand. That's it's very similar to that. So <laughs> your dominant, your dominant hand is your giving hand. Uh-huh. That's where you give energy, right? And then the other hand is your receiving hand, and that's where you receive energy. So you want the flow to go from one place to the other, okay? You've got an area of higher energy, an area of lower lower energy. You it, want that flow. Is this like at raves where you do that energy ball with your hands? You know what I mean? Yes. And then you pass it to exactly the other it. person? Yep, yep, that's it. Okay. Yep, same And stuff. you don't believe same that stuff. that's psychic theater? You believe that that's actual energy? Uh, there's. I'm agnostic. Uh-huh. There's no way to disprove or prove um, Reiki. So until you can do one of those things, I'm just going to keep on keeping on. Yeah. I mean, well, you know that as a, you know, semi-practicing and Satanist, that I, be- I believe in the value of such things because it's a theater of the mind. And, like, that is always, like, positive. But I don't believe that, like, the things that 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 these are actual, like, literal things. I just believe that there's a benefit in, like, this sort of spiritual theater that the mind can create. Um, No, 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 it's literal. It's literal. Well, uh, okay, so... What should we go into? Let me see if I can find an article that describes like what a Reiki session uh, is like. 
Because maybe that would be a good thing to read. Well, it depends on the practitioner. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you that. It's like, what what is a haircut like? Okay. Well, yeah, but like... There's like a million different types of therapy, but like usually you go into an office, you sit facing someone, they might take a personal history. You know what I mean? It's a lot like a massage. It's a lot like a massage appointment. Okay. Uh, You do lay down on a table. There's a candle and the candle is, sorry, um, the candle is um, a portal. uh Uh-huh. All right. You light the candle. The candle represents... A transmission of energy. It, what it is, is it's, um, if you think about what a candle does while it's burning, Sydney, uh-huh. it's tr- <laughs> um, actual physical matter is being transformed into energy. Uh-huh. Okay. And that, it sounds like you're mocking me, but um, I'm not, it's, I'm it's, listening. It's that transmission of energy. It's that transformation um, from matter to energy that creates the portal that um, it's sort of like uh, the gateway to, um, I don't know, your higher self or whatever, like the universe. Okay. Like that, that creates the gateway. That's, it's also a symbolic sort of like, okay, I'm, I'm. I, and, uh, I'm about to embark on this tr- transformational experience, right? And so you're you're transmitting this positive energy into the universe in the form of a candle. It, it, this is like sigil incense. magic. It's in, incense is the same thing. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's sigil magic, but um, uh, those are probably related. I will I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. Okay, I found an article that has what to expect in a typical Reiki session. In some ways, there's no typical Reiki session, no set protocol or length of time. Uh, Reiki can be administered by anyone who has training, which could be a professional practitioner, a healthcare provider, a friend or family member, or even you yourself, if you have been trained in Reiki. I could do, I could do it. I could do Reiki. Well, next time I'm in Tacoma, you can Reiki me. Um, okay. Moreover, there is no typical setting. A quiet place is preferable, but it can be done anywhere. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Moments of touch. from and it doesn't have to involve touch. Okay. It doesn't have to involve touch. Uh, moments of touch from a Reiki trained pr- practitioner can bring comfort in an acute or emergency situation, such as the onset of the flu or after an injury or surgery. That said, this section will explain what to expect in a full session, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Okay, whom should I see? Take time to choose a practitioner with whom you feel comfortable and meet your standards. What is the setting? A quiet setting is where you are not disturbed. uh, Where you are not disturbed is always desirable. Uh, Professional Reiki practitioners (laughs) have a dedicated space or an experience in creating that space when making house calls. They typically, they frequently play soft music during the session as a way of masking ambient noise. But let your practitioner know if you prefer silence. Um, Let's see. Those receiving Reiki in a hospital, hospice, nursing home, or healthcare setting may have shorter sessions. Uh, like 15 or 20 minutes while some private practitioners can give like a 90 minute session. Uh, most sessions are somewhere in between. Some practitioners have intake forms or conduct a health interview, especially 
um, if the practitioner has other training in healthcare or manual therapy, such as massage. Uh, however, since Reiki has developed as a folk practice rather than a healthcare intervention, many Reiki practitioners deliberately avoid the type of intake that is common in healthcare. You may be asked to sign a consent form. Um, okay. A complete Reiki session is offered to a fully clothed recipient who is lying on a treatment table or sitting comfortably supported in a chair. Most commonly, Reiki is offered through light, non-invasive touch with the practitioner's hands placed and held on a series of locations on the head and front and back of the torso, the placement of the hand should never be intrusive or inappropriate, nor should there be any pressure, which it kind of reminds me of like in massage therapy school, we had to learn acupressure, not acupuncture. And that basically is like putting your hands on people along the meridian lines to like help conduct energy. Like, and uh, yeah, you just kind of lightly touch people and uh, send energy through them or whatever. I don't know. I got an A. Uh, additional placements on the limbs can be done as needed, uh, and some practitioners routinely do so. Uh, the Reiki practitioner can hold their hands just off the body if needed, uh, for example, in the presence of an open wound or burn. Uh, and some practitioners offer Reiki in, always offer it in this way, like a hands-off way. Uh, people say they feel refreshed, they're thinking more clearly. Uh, fuck. I accidentally hit the back button. Uh, That's what she said. Their, their, let's see, their headaches are gone. The experience of Reiki is subjective, changeable, and sometimes very subtle. People often experience the heat in the practitioner's hands, but sometimes the practitioner's hands feel refreshingly cool, blah, blah, blah. Okay, here's what I think, is that having a quiet time, like you're in a quiet, calm space, which like, you know, I'm a meditator, you know, that I like, there is scientific proof to support like that meditation is good for the mind. Um, so like spending time in a quiet space is never a bad thing. Um, and that also feeling seen or cared for by another human being, often wordlessly, is like really beneficial um, in the way that they say like Russian orphans who ha weren't touched or held and they have these behavioral problems. It's because like they never had comfort. They never received they never learned that without expressing themselves, without words, that their needs can be met, which is like the way that like a baby who is held and cared for learns. Like they get held and they feel safe and secure. And like it is very like good to feel like you're seen, you're cared for, you're doted upon. Um, and if you've watched the documentary, The Artist is Present, about Marina Abramovich's installation where she just sat at a chair at a table all day and that museum guests would get a chance to sit across the table and they would she would stare into their eyes and like they there was no words like she couldn't talk and you would just wordlessly stare into her eyes and like a lot of people uh would cry and they said it was just really emotionally overwhelming to sit in silence with someone and like feel seen by them because I think a lot of people like you go through life and you don't feel seen or heard um and uh I don't know like it is if you I, everyone do this sit 
sit in silence and stare into someone's eyes. And uh, it is actually like an emotionally overwhelming experience. And like I always joke like that's what I want out of a partnership is like someone who I can exist in silence with because outside of my job in podcasts, like I'm a very quiet person and I spend most of my life in like quiet observation and reflection. And so like the intimacy that like exists in being in a space with another human being without words is like intense and overwhelming. And in the case of Reiki, like is therapeutic to the person because like you, most people don't experience this in their life. Like they have people talking at them all day at their job. They go home to their spouse, their kids, like everyone's just like talking at them. They're always like on social media, the TV's running, you're binge watching, like this sort of like quiet space that they don't experience. And that does provide benefit, I would assume, whether or not actual energy fields are being manipulated. Well, um, it sounds to me like you have discovered the benefits of Reiki. <laughs> that. Is that, that's the big reveal at the end of the episode? I think so. Yeah, I think that you're on board. I j- that's what it sounds like to me. I believe in it. I'm just resistant to the language that's used. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a blockage in one of your chakras, idiot. Oh, yeah. Well. Let me bust out, let me bust out a tuning fork. Because uh, that was the other thing is like each... Each chakra has a specific um, uh, frequency associated with it. So you can get like a set of tuning forks that are for each, you know, each tuning fork is 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 dedicated to a particular chakra. Oh, okay. And then so you can use that one to like, you know, just whatever. If you want to energize it, you want to under and then crystals. Oh, crystals are another big part of it, too, because um there's that whole crystal culture where like um, quartz is protective and uh, you know, citrine, whatever. I don't know. I think that's quartz too, but like uh, you know, how different crystals like have different energies and are good for different things. Like, do you believe in that Robert love? Why wouldn't I Sydney? I don't know. Do you put your crystals out under the moonlight? You've heard my joke. You've heard my stand-up joke about crystals right no if i have i don't remember oh well um basically it's uh i wrote this when my kid was like eight years old and uh so i you know my kid has been having some like issues in school um you know anger and aggressiveness and stuff and so um you know, I found, I found some healing crystals that are good for that. You know, I've got, so I got her a rose quartz that she can keep by her bedside. And I've got another, um, a different kind of crystal, you know, that's pocket shaped and, uh, she can just kind of like hold it in her hand. It feels comfortable. And they seem to be working really well because, um, every time, every time she gets, uh, anxious or, um, angry, I slip them into a sock and I use it to beat the shit out of her <laughs> until she calms the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. I, uh, I have not heard that joke of yours. Yes, you have. Robert, love, I don't think so because I would have reported you I... to CPS. 
<laughs> well, it goes on from there to another. But anyway, we're not going to do that tonight. We're talking about Reiki. So, yeah, the crystals do work. Um, I've found that they do work. They channel, they help channel the energy. Um, if you know anything about crystals, uh, the amount of energy that's required to form a crystal is crazy. And any gem, it doesn't have to be crystals, but it, you know, a lot of gems have different energies. Um, and they just basically store energy. Um, they help, they help it move. They're like catalysts for energy. And sometimes you have to like cleanse them. Um, in the moonlight. Oh, okay. So that's that's how you do that. If your crystal or your gem has too much negative energy stored in it, um, uh, you put it out to bathe in the full moon, and that um, that cleanses it. So. And you believe this? Why wouldn't I believe it, Sydney? I don't know, Robert. I'm asking. I'm trying to get to know you. <laughs> Um, for the purposes of this episode, like I said, I'm agnostic. Go ahead and disprove it. Tell me that it show, prove to me that it doesn't work. I'm not me. trying to prove or disprove because like, that's not important to me. Like, that's the well, thing is like, I think you not? think as like a non-believer that I, I'm like one of those people that wants to like shit on other people and disprove their beliefs. I don't care. I think that if your beliefs well, then, work for you, that's great. As someone who's trying to get to know you, I'm asking what parts do you believe in? <laughs> that's like part of this my understanding a, of where you're coming from. This is not a getting to know you podcast. Sydney. It this is, is Rob. This like Ray. the whole reason I do this <laughs> podcast is an elaborate scheme to get to know you. Sydney, if I can gain benefit from believing that crystals channel energy and can be bathed in the moonlight to cleanse them, why wouldn't I believe that? Why wouldn't I? Well, that's what I'm saying. So if you gain benefits, I'm asking if you gain <laughs> benefits from those beliefs. Do those beliefs serve you? And it sounds like they do. So like it, my answer would be like, oh, no, I don't believe this because like I don't those it doesn't behoove me. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just it, that doesn't serve me. But that's fine. Well, it sounds like you're not into self-care. Um, I am into like... self-care because I believe that self-care is building a life that you don't feel the need to escape from, which is why, like, I'm oh. on a constant journey of self-improvement. Um, both. Wow, like, that's very German of you. You sound really German right now. Well, you know who doesn't believe in Reiki? Huh. Germans. Well, my mother's maiden name was Schmidt, so take what okay. you will. It's all coming out. It's all coming out. Yeah, I just, so, like, for me, self-care is different than, like, sunning, like, putting crystals under the moon. It's, like, having, Building actually, this is, the, this is the most German thing that I will ever say. <laughs> like, for me, self-care involves, like, maintaining a schedule that creates balance in my life of, like, achieving the things that I need to achieve to be proud of myself, taking care of my physical body, having mental and physical rest. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so for me, like my sort of like the structure and routine of my days is my self care where it's like, okay, every day I work on my career, quote unquote, which is this, I work on my physical form through Pilates. 
I have my three or four meals like of healthy foods that fuel my physical form. Like for, so for me, like that is my form of self care. Um, but where's the spirituality, Sydney? Well, the spirituality, the spirituality? Uh, like I said, happens during my practice of Pilates or yoga no. where I feel connected to no. the earth. No. Um, you need Reiki. I you don't need Reiki. Need Reiki. You know that when I sit on your dad's face, I never feel closer to the heavens <laughs> than that moment. Well, that's his, it's right between his throat chakra and his third eye chakra. So you're getting the best of my dad. Yeah, I am. And don't even get me started on that dick. Um, <laughs> that's honestly where he shines. Uh, and I like to shine it. I like to polish that knob, if you know what I mean. His root chakra. Let's just call it what it I is. I like to help your father maintain his a healthy root chakra. For sure. See, I told you you were into Reiki, Sydney. I'm into Reiki. God, why did it take so long? Which why is did it take so long? the sexual assault that I commit against your father. <laughs> it was, no, <laughs> I was waiting for that, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I th- I think we've done Reiki. I think we've done it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like, once again, I've failed to convince you. Uh, kind of like how you still think the moon is real. I do uh, think the moon is whatever. real. I In fact, I know yeah. that the moon is real. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, it's like a, a I'm a black belt trying to um spar with a a yellow belt or a white is that what it is it's like yeah kind of kind of it's like we're just not on the same level it's like um with video games you know how like once you level up like certain things become available to you like you just need to level up sydney i need to level up well i level up when i get on your dad's face Okay. <laughs> That's one level, Sydney. That's, That's well, it's my favorite level. level. It's kind of like how I All honestly right. only like the first level in Mario. Again, earlier I said your root chakra was like lit up. Mm-hmm. So was your crown and your third eye. But your heart chakra, Sydney, it needs it needs to open up. You, you know what blockage. I'll do? Because it's a green chakra. I will smoke some weed because that's Perfect. green. And see what happens. That's perfect. <laughs> see? You're already doing Reiki. All right. Well, yeah, maybe um, the next Patreon episode that people will get will be me smoking weed. Because I don't, I eat weed, like, pretty regularly. I love edibles, but I don't smoke very often. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll smoke a dubs on air. Dubs. Smoke a dubs. Light up a fatty, Sydney. Burn a rope. I <laughs> yeah. Instead of just pulling on your dad's rope, I'll burn a rope. <laughs> Why am I like this? I don't know. I, don't I think know. you've got blockages. Reiki would help. Yeah, I might have blockages based on these farts coming out of my bod. Oh man, <laughs> it smells like you know what it smells like. One time when I was a kid, we um. We, like, hid real Easter eggs, not the plastic ones, but, you know, the hard-boiled ones. And, like, one, we didn't find, like, my we were little, little kids. So my parents, like, just did it in the living room. And one of them didn't get found. And then a couple days later, there was this, like, terrible smell coming from behind the couch. 
because uh, it was a hard-boiled egg that had been there for a couple of days. Uh, and, like, I was three, and I still vividly remember this smell, and that is what my keto farts smell like right now. So, oh, nice. Yeah, That's so nice. it's a thing, yeah. uh, you know, and it's also, like, I don't know, you're an egg eater. Does your body ever get used to eggs, or do they always make you fart? Oh yeah, it gets used to them for sure. Okay. Yeah, your bacteria, your your bacterial ecology will, um, you know, shift or change or whatever. Okay, that's good. To accommodate. I think it's like yeah. a mix of I eat these protein cookies that have like they're basically that's eggs. too much protein. Too much protein does it. Eggs are the perfect ratio of amino acids that your body needs uh-huh. to assimilate protein. So. Um, so they've got the perfect ratio. Eggs are the perfect protein. But when you go into those like protein, you know, high protein bars or drinks or whatever it is, you're getting, your body's getting more of one type. Think of it like a Lego structure yeah. where you need like a blue and then a red and then a yellow and whatever. If you've got like a thousand yellows, that doesn't help you. So those all just go in the trash, and that's what you're smelling when you fart. <laughs> well, yeah, because I have been eating these. Quest makes these protein cookies, and I think it's a mix. Like, they're eggs and, like, a whey protein powder, and um, they also whey, have... Whey is the worst. And they have erythritol in it, which is, like, a non-soluble fiber. So I think it's, like, a perfect storm of things that will make you <laughs> pee out of your ass. Eggs. Um, eggs whey protein and fiber yeah that sounds that sounds like the perfect storm um Uh. yeah but it's just i'm not at a place yet where i'm like eating eggs i'm gonna try i'm certainly going to try uh but like i'm not eating eggs on their own so it's like things that are like the protein cookies are like perfect because it's a whole egg but like it's in the form of a cookie so it's like easier for me to go oh i can eat this um, um, I'm going to suggest quiche as a beginner, um, egg dish okay. because it's mixed with so many other things and it's just delicious. There's che- well, cheese. I don't know if you're eating cheese. But, I, well, I want uh, to eat cheese, right? Uh, but it's like, I'm like a little kid right now in my recovery from veganism where I'm like, it has to be hidden in there. So like, I still like. When I'm, That's quiche. Yeah, so I think maybe I need to try a quiche. I just have to do it like on a day off. Keto. Where because it keto quiche. Yeah, right, if it gives yeah. me like there's gluten free. There's gluten free. Um, I don't know if it may necessarily translates to keto, uh, but there are gluten free pie crusts like ready made that all you have to do is just beat up the eggs and add the ingredients and pour it in there. You're good. Well, what if I made They're like good. a frittata, which is kind of a quiche without. Uh, crust. Oh yeah, that works. So maybe sure. I'll try yeah, like works. a frittata. Um, I just need to do it on a day that like I'm not gonna be around people, so that if I get diarrhea <laughs> or terrible farts, that like no one is subject to them. Which like, in hindsight, that's probably what I should have been using all this time off of work to do. Um, but like <laughs> tomorrow, I'm leaving for vacation, and I'm gonna be sharing. Like I'm gonna be on a plane. I'm gonna be sharing a hotel room with people. So that's not the time. But um, your oh, your your fart chakra is over energized. Oh, for right sure, now. for sure. Uh, 
But yeah, so yeah, maybe it is. It's the whey and it's the erythritol that's really amping up the farts, and it's not just like the eggs. So Reiki, everyone. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone, have a happy hump day. I'm sorry, I'm gross and annoying, and like that's and and, and, and listen. If you think those statements are true, you're probably gonna leave an iTunes review that says those things. Um, and that's, I'm interested. Yeah. I want to hear the comments from people who, um, who, who came here just for the Reiki conversation and, uh, and just, I want to hear them light you up about how like anti and like how you're all closed off. All, all, all the negative you know. reviews are like mad that this isn't an actual, like informative <laughs> podcast. And I'm like, did you fucking hear like Wondery Presents or Panoply or NPR? Did you hear any like legitimate like podcast news network source in the intro? Like, no, you heard some fucking retard in their garage talk, say, this is my podcast. Uh, and then I said I was sponsored by Diet A&W because dicks don't burp on themselves. And then you're going to be mad because it's not a real podcast. And also you're going to be mad that I used the R word because uh, I got a negative review about that. And it was like, this host uses the R word. And I'm like, mostly in reference to herself. <laughs> so I don't know. Fuck off. Um, uh, again, Once again, go ahead, um, type, type the R word into Google. And then hit the little microphone button, and it'll say it back to you. And then um, slow it down to half speed, and have it do it again like three more times. It's that's it's pretty. It's that's what it's I'm gonna do when I'm masturbating tonight. <laughs> it's just gonna be like, oh, retard! I'm gonna come so hard. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of the R word, that was Reiki, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Happy hump day, losers. Oh, yeah. Happy hump day. (laughs)